hey, welcome. It's Talk Comics to Me. This is Champ, Champ Champenstein. And I'm Heather. And we're here to talk about comic books and absolutely nothing else. That's it. We're going to just go right through it. You don't know this, but we have two weeks of books to talk about. And each week is pretty big. (laughs) Fucking filled with so many books. Yeah. Uh, we've been we've both been pretty busy lately. Tired. Tired, busy. I actually haven't been busy. You've been busy. I, yeah, that's a very weird change for me. Like, yeah. I've been crazy busy. Yeah, I'm actually on summer break, so I have been absolutely, like, I've been doing nothing but reading books and doing garden stuff for, like, two months. I'm going to be sad and glad when school comes back because it's just, like... I haven't even had time to do that outside of my homework that I have to do. I haven't been able to like sit down. Anyway, this, this is just, yeah, yeah, we're stupid. It's a lot. Yeah. So we're just going to get right into it and I'm going to start. Um, you might've heard of these books. This is DC's, DC's versus DC's. Oh man, they're going to do that, aren't they? This is <laughs> DC versus vampires. Um, this is I don't know. They've been releasing, DC has anyway, been releasing these um, editions that have usually the first three issues. They did it for Batman the Night, mm-hmm. and so they're doing it for DC versus Vampires. Mm-hmm. This is the Crypt Edition. It's one through three, and the Coffin Edition, which is four through six. I wasn't going to get these um, because I already have the single issues, but I love the covers. Oh, I should have made them connecting. Or, I know. That I, get, I, get what so they were, cool. I get what they were going for, though. But yeah, I also said it backwards. Um, the coffin is one through three. The crypt is four through six. Anyway. Um, but yeah, they're they doing do make the, it confusing. They do. See, when I was ordering them, I didn't realize that there were two different ones. I thought it was just one through three. Like, that was all they had released or were going to release. Yeah. So I added, added these, like, ordered them when I was doing the FOC stuff. And I was like, well, shit, that's what I was looking for. Um, but the main reason I just got these is because I love the movie covers that they did for them. I thought they were really funny. Uh, the Breakfast Club one says, five heroes with nothing in common but a hunger for blood. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to explain what this is because we've talked about this series many times. I just wanted to show off the covers that I got. I think it's actually, is it this week or is it last week's books? Uh, yeah, last week's. week's. Uh, yeah, because they did one for Dark Knights of Steel, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that, which you got for me. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. Yes, we have that one, too. So. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I've been really enjoying the ones that they did. I considered getting the one for the night, but I, that book is not, like... Yeah, I just, it is a really nice way to, uh, I guess, introduce people to the series. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you don't have, like, issues one, two, and three, which is it's uh, usually kind of the case with some stuff like that. Yeah, especially, like... I don't know. We don't have those issues like at the shop and mm-hmm. stuff. And I mean, money wise, this is such a good deal. Each yeah. of these are five ninety nine, yeah, and it's pretty good. six issues. Yeah. So I just I think I don't know. I like that they're doing that. I think that's it's very smart, um, and I love it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. DC versus Vampires: The Coffin and Crypt Editions. All right. So I have a book I didn't read. This is the Vampire Slayer. This is issue number three. <laughs> I am going to do it, y'all. I'm taking it off my pole. And I'm not... I can't do it anymore. It's tiring. And I couldn't even read this one. The, I did not enjoy the art very much. Um, which means I'm not going to even try. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the creators. I don't mean to be a negative Nancy. I just can't do it anymore. No, that's fair. I've gone so far. I was going to say, you stuck with main title Buffy until the very end. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like the storyline could be interesting, but I don't I don't want to even try to see if it is. I, For me personally, I think I read the first two issues and then took it off. I just felt like, I, I, granted it was only two issues, it did take... The first issue was not very good at explaining what was happening, and so that's where my interest kind of... Yeah, and the second issue did a good job of like filling in the blanks, mm-hmm. but and like drawing me in. But like I opened the front front of this one and like read like the first few dialogue things, and I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want it. Yeah, it is it is a good idea, but it's just I think with all Buffy stories, it's like I I <laughs> sorry, I'm just looking. I just caught a glimpse of myself <laughs> in the camera. <laughs> the hair, my hair. Uh, if you're not watching, I did some really stupid thing to my hair, and it looks ridiculous, so I can't... You look like a Lego person. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, with Buffy, I just always want more. Yeah, it's like definitely a story that's lacking, and I I don't know if it's like as we go back and watch uh, the show too, if it's like something about like that nostalgia and watching the show, and it's just like these cannot hold the candle to that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Even though it uses the same characters and kind of the same mannerisms, it just still isn't that. Yeah, which I think is that's probably my problem with it as well is like I think you have to just understand Buffy like as a whole Mm -hmm. in order to properly write Buffy like a good Buffy story because that one shot that was out like a couple weeks ago or what the oh yeah yeah yeah. that one I loved that one the Buffy 97 yeah Yeah, that was a really good story and I because I feel like they understood not just the world or whatever, but Buffy as a character, mm-hmm. I think that they, and I know that this story is a little different. I think like the minis, like we've talked before, the minis and like the one shots have been like the best part of all of these Buffy books. Mm-hmm. It's like none of the, like none of the main title stuff has been good, but it's like all the stuff that's like very yeah, condensed into like a few issues mm-hmm. or like one issue. It like, it works for some reason. This does not work. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird anomaly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so next we have Immortal X-Men. This is issue number four. Wow, this is going quick. Number four. Uh, now we're, we're going into the Hellfire Gala, or leaving the Hellfire Gala, a little bit of both. Um, this follows Emma and kind of her, her internal monologue with herself and, like, how she kind of feels about everything that's going on. And then sprinkles of, like, what else is happening within, like, the larger X-Men stuff. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of secrets being revealed. Uh, I like this a lot because I don't have to read any of the main title X-Men stuff. And, like, it's all very clear. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, obviously I love Kieran Gillen, so that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, each of these issues has been so solid. And I uh, number three in this one, like, going from these two specific point of views have been really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's really upsetting, like, how good it's been. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really good book. And I like that just, like, I like the intertwining of the stories, like, that's going on and the lead into, like, uh, the Avengers, X-Men, Eternals thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate saying Axe. Um, yeah, because I, it wouldn't bother me if it wasn't spelled like the body spray. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's so dumb. Uh, like, I, it's making me, like, very intrigued to get into that and, mm-hmm. like, see the dynamics that'll be, like, going through the story and, like, through the stories that we, like, are also getting, even if it's only a few, but, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been really good. It's been really good, mm-hmm. yeah. This has been a really great, like, X-Men run for the last, like, X-Men books last few weeks, mm-hmm. months. I agree. Uh, this is X-Men, the Hellfire Gala. This is a little one-shot. We're back to the gala, full-on. I actually, I really, really liked this, like, a lot. Like, embarrassingly so, I think. I don't know, like, I think it was the story itself, and once again, like, the, like, the weaving of what you got there, um, and, like, the, the dialogue between the characters. The art was also just, like, very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the art was incredible. I keep going back to, like, the first couple of pages. Yeah. Like, yeah. It looks, it just looks so good. I'll say the colors, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this just kind of is, in a way, another, like, prelude to the uh, Judgment Day event that is happening. Secrets out, and votes are happening. Yeah. And the world knows that X-Men are immortal now. Mm-hmm. So, and I think not everyone is excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just like how the humans are like, give it to us. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately. Like, <laughs> like it's You just, only give us plants. Give <laughs> us more. Like, well, bros, like, you don't even know if it works on you all. Yeah, it clearly is only made for us. <laughs> Go ahead, try it. <laughs> um, okay, I have um, the Eve of Judgment, Avengers X-Men Eternals. This is another prelude to the event that's happening. This just kind of explains a lot of things that are happening throughout the other series that are kind of hinted at, like who has been kidnapped and what the Eternals are trying to do to get rid of the X-Men. There's a lot of 
I wouldn't say necessarily super important things that you need to know. Um, like you don't have to read it, but I feel like there's one thing in particular that helps understand it more, like the whole situation. Um, but that's basically it. Um, cause judgment day starts next week. So and the flow of never ending comics never ends continues. Uh, oh yeah, you have two. You keep going? Okay. Yeah. Um, I forgot that you had two. This is Spider-Man 2099 Exodus, issue number four. This is just the whole Exodus story, but uh, this is Black Widow this right. time. Um, I did not get to finish this, but she is in investigating something that Hawkeye is a part of. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I do like the series, but um, it's hard for me kind of to follow because... Well, I do like that each issue is like something like its own story. Mm-hmm. I am confused in the sense that I'm not sure how it's all going to tie together or if it's going to, because yeah. I've mentioned this before, I have never really read Spider-Man anything, so I just don't really know a lot of the main characters in it other than like, hey, this issue's about this person, but they reference a lot of things that I think I should have known before had i been reading spider-man so yeah it's it's a lot of fun i do like the the futuristic aspect of it i like how the costumes are all changed i think that's really cool but (laughs) i'm a little lost (laughs) Uh, okay so i have daredevil this is issue number one it's not really an issue number one this picks up right after the Devil's Reign storyline and after all of the events of the previous Chip Zdarsky and Marco Chicago Chichetto Chichetto uh, storyline so that's uh that's fine that's fine I I really hate that I I will I will say it I hate it so much and the next issue is number seven legacy issue number 750 <laughs> I, I absolutely hate that. Yeah, so that, that was some, It's like, why couldn't you have just done it, like, with both? Why couldn't it have been, like, Legacy number 750 and the number one issue? Mm-hmm. That would have been a fun thing. Little complaints. But I really did enjoy this issue a lot. Um, Heather has heard me say this a billion times. I liked it a lot more than the end of the last story arc, just for personal reasons, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, but I really like this kind of where this picked up, picks up with, um, Matt in Devil's Reign storyline. I'm gonna, spoilers, his brother Mike dies and Kingpin basically smashes his head. Oh, shit. So Matt's a little, like, a little messed up and he is about to go with Electra to fight some Fight, fight some evil people. But some baddies. Some baddies. But you can tell he's, like, dealing with a little bit more. And the front they put forward was that Kingpin actually killed Matt and that Matt is Mike. It's all very confusing. Are they twins? Or yeah, because yeah, remember, it's just, like, a brother from... A twin from another, like... Okay. D- dimension? Right. Okay. I was like, I remember you Another explaining universe. it to me yeah, one time. Yeah, that one annual went into it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I really like it. I love the art. I think the art is so, so good. Um, and then the backstory is like Electra and Stick are setting up like a camp for them all to kind of be at to start fighting the baddies. <laughs> Is Electra still a daredevil? Yes. Okay. Yes. And in this, it kind of goes into, like, a little more of what she's taken out of her, like, relationship with Matt most recently. Okay. So, it's interesting. I really liked it. Daredevil story. A nice little daredevil yeah. story. All right. Okay. So, now we have Moon Knight. This is issue number 13. Uh, Moon Knight's hunting some vampires. Head vampire is talking to Taskmaster, master, and Taskmaster master is like, "Hey, don't uh, don't fuck with Moon Knight. It's a bad idea." Yeah, he's like, "I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't make me, please. I'm scared of that dude." 
And that's that's really what that issue is. Yeah, dealing with the, um, I guess, grief of what happened in the last issue and their friend who was caught in the crossfires of it. Um, that's it. It's just Moon Knight. Yeah, it is just Moon Knight. I don't really have a lot to say about it. No. I, I feel like we talked about this. It, it's ending soon? I thought it was, but it seems to like keep going. Yeah. I don't feel like it's ever going to end. I feel like it's just going to keep going. Which, which is fine, but yeah. it's also just like... I, yeah, I still need it to... I guess it's like starting a new storyline now. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll figure out someday. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep reading it. Maybe. <laughs> As I'm reading it, though, I'm like, why am I reading this? I, you know, I wonder that too. Like, I do really enjoy the story, but it's just so like loose. Yeah, it's it's hard sometimes. But I always finish it in like five minutes, and then I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Sorry. All right. Um, I have Batman: Urban Legends. This has been going on for 17 issues now, which is just wild. Mm-hmm. Um, just as always, just short stories Um, i'm like shocked you're still getting it um i am too because i haven't been reading like the last couple just because i've been getting so many books that i'm like this is one that i don't necessarily need to read every time yeah um so but i i think this will also be done soon i think there's only going to be like a few issues because i didn't see it solicited in the last uh dc connect it's like a really good idea and it's cool but yeah it can only sustain like for a period of time. And yeah. And it kind of needs to stop and then, like, reboot itself again as something else. I definitely agree. And, like, the last couple, there have not really been creators on there. Like, I, I like the people who are working on it, but none that I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to read that for yeah. sure, you know? So, yeah, I just... Not enough to make you, like, open up the book. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. Hopefully it'll be done soon. Um just because I, I'm not losing interest, but I just don't. It's not as important to me as like my other books. So yeah. I, I might take it off if it's not done soon. Once, once like this whole story is like done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I have Punisher. This is issue number four. I just keep special ordering this. Like I told, <laughs> I told Chris earlier. I probably just gonna add this to my pull file because I just keep. And this ended, and I was like, oh, I just kind of want to know. It just like, does make me want to know what happens. Uh, so if you've been keeping up with me, this is a silly silly little Punisher story where uh, the hand is taking control of Frank and makes him believe that he is kind of the, the fist of like this god of death, basically. Um, in this specific issue, Ares visits the woman who's kept Frank captive here kept him with them mm-hmm. and is basically is just like you're you're lying to this dude he's not really like this person you're using him uh and then yeah it's just i i just want to know what's going on here and i'm sure things aren't exactly as they seem obviously because there's a lot of nonsense going on <laughs> it is a silly punisher book it is a silly punisher book um, but I really do like the dynamic of the art from his like younger childhood to him as an adult. I I don't know. Like, I really I can't wrap my mind around if I like the story or if it's just like silly enough and intriguing enough that I'm like I want to know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the latter. But it because it's not like it's not necessarily exceptional. And, you know, they use this story to kind of change the symbol on his chest, which I was, like, talking to Julian about Mm -hmm. on Wednesday. And I just, like, I get the want, but it feels like uh, a really just, like, puny move. Mm Mm-hmm. What, and, and I think you can write, like, a story around him and the symbol and, like, find somebody who could write a very good story who is not, like, a white person. Right. Preferably, and, like, make something that's, like, like, has weight. I don't know. It just feels like a way to, like, not deal with the problem head-on. And, like, it's not, like I said, it's not like I dislike this story. I do enjoy it. I do like the aspect of them, like, somebody said they didn't like the idea that, like, 
because you, you see that, like, Frank has kind of been a killer since he was, like, a child. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like that idea. And it's like, well, it takes, like, a certain type of person to be, like, the type of soldier that Frank was. And then it takes, like, another certain person type of person even to, like, you know, watch your whole family massacred to, like, snap to the point where you're just, like, willing to, like, kill even, like, the lowest level of criminals, like, without mercy or, like, thought. Like, I think you kind of have to be a bad person even from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me kind of being an asshole, but... No, I don't think you're wrong. Feels feels that way. Yeah. Like, I feel like it has... Like, you know, that stuff kind of starts in the beginning. It's not like a switch that's, like, turned on and off. Uh, anyway, sorry, you're going to say something. Well, I was going to say, what what is the reason in, in the book why they changed the symbol? Well, because he's working for the hand. And that's yeah the whole okay. That's the whole I didn't idea know if it is, was yeah. like okay. Is because he's working for I believe it's the hand or the fist, whatever. He's the fist of the beast. He's working for the hand. But yeah, that's why his symbol is changed. Okay, so it's it's that aspect, and I I don't know. I don't. Like I said I just don't like it. I think it's just a it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. It is cheap. It is like one of those things where it's like oh no. We fucked up, and now, like, we can't, we got to change it, but we can't, like, actually tell you. Like, you know why, but mm-hmm. we, we can't tell you why. Right. That's why I wondered, because obviously we know why the symbol was changed. Yeah. And I was like, how does that translate to the story? Yeah, and that's, like I said, I just want to see something, like, that actually deals with that head-on. I want, I don't know, I, I think that, like... I don't know why I like the Punisher. I've always really liked the Punisher, and for the type of person I am, it doesn't like really make sense. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, it, it no. doesn't like it does not compute. <laughs> no, and I never really thought about it. It does not. So it's like I think I don't know. That's something I'll have to deal with on my own time. <laughs> you should sit and meditate about it because <laughs> that seems like I don't want to deal with that right now on the yeah. podcast. But yeah. I think that, like, Frank could be a very, like, better nuanced character, better balanced character. Just, like, I don't know. I kind of want to read the Matthew Rosenberg Punisher, like, run just because I feel like Matthew Rosenberg probably did a great job. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just think put him in somebody else's hands. Put him in somebody who can write something more interesting and have him more so confront, like, his whatever is going on his demons yeah yeah sorry that was not a rant i was planning on that that was a punisher rant everybody (laughs) sorry you've been punished (laughs) you have welcome uh this is impact winter this is issue number one it's just a cute little one shot in book form yeah so this is a based on an audible story Mm -hmm. uh it says based on the impact winter audio series Created by Travis Beecham in oh, that's collaboration with Audible. Reading yeah, it says produced by uh, Skybound Entertainment and Anonymous Content in collaboration with Audible. So yeah, this was apparently a thing already. I I misunderstood like what it was. I thought it was like they wrote this and then they were continuing the story in Audible, but apparently it's already a story on Audible. So. Yeah, I mean I really like this and I've never. And nor do I ever plan on listening to the Audible story. No mm-hmm. offense to anybody who's creating this. I just... Don't have time. Yeah, I don't have time. Stuff, yeah. And I don't really like listening to things. It's weird. This... I mean, I I understand. I, <laughs> I, I have one podcast that I listen to, and that's like it. And even then, I'm like a year and a half behind because it's just so hard for me to concentrate. So... Yeah, sorry from both of us at Talk Comics to me. We will not be listening to this, but uh, this is the the one shot, and mm-hmm. it is a post-apocalyptic story about a girl trying to make her way and protect her little sister when the world is overrun by vampires. Would you say she's trying to uh, make her way downtown? Yeah. I mean, she walks really fast at one point, <laughs> and faces do pass. Uh, I really, I did really enjoy it a lot. Um, I I wish the Audible was actually like in book form or mm-hmm. something. So I, pro- I, yeah. I would probably read it. Yeah, because it was a really good like. I mean, for being just one issue, it was like it explained what happens, does a really good job of like 
rounding the character out and then gives mm-hmm. you like a problem that's solved well solved like right away and it was very very good and I, I would love this if it was like a five issue series or something but I don't know maybe one day I'll check it out because I am curious but I just don't think I'll ever have time or remember to sit down and listen to it yeah yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I've been getting charged for Audible apparently I mean, for you, years. You might as well listen to something if that's the case. Yeah, I, I, it's the wildest thing. I have no idea, like, what account. What is my account? I have no idea. I just, like, every month in my bank statement, it says Audible, $16. And I'm like, when did I do that? <laughs> so, yeah, I'll figure that out. And maybe then I'll listen to it. But Yeah. That is. Please do. Okay, so this is uh, 71, 74 presents Haunted Universes. Um, I'm going to be real with everyone up front. Um, I have not read any of the other. I think I read one issue of like the zombies and robots, but I'm just not entirely sure. Um, I got this one it's an annual so it's just like a one issue thing um because i really do i love the art i love uh the layout i love the colors like i from what it seems i would enjoy the story um i again have zero context i don't know like anything previously what happens like in the series or anything i just again love the art for it from what i can understand this one just deals with a cult being investigated. Uh, they're trying to, like, raise demons and devils and stuff. But okay. it was kind of difficult because, again, I don't know anything about this. I don't know if it has something to do with stuff that's already taken place. But I did really enjoy it for, like, not knowing anything about it. I, I thought it was fantastic. Like, every page was just beautiful to mm-hmm. look at. Um but I, I don't know. I think I might go back and like try to read more into this whole thing because I, I did actually really like this. The dialogue in it was really good. Um, there's like a conversation between two characters at the end where they're talking about who's like the best band. And I just thought it was just a very real conversation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is that. 7174 presents this this one issue. <laughs> Sorry, I can't give you more information on this book. I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) All right, so next I have uh, Above Snakes. This is issue number one. This is a book by Sean Lewis um, and Hayden Sherman and then Hassan Atsumane Alahu. I hope I'm still doing it okay. Somebody tell me if I'm doing it wrong. You said that so confidently. I believe you. Okay. Well, I don't believe me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, But this is a little cowboy revenge story, I guess is the best way to put it, with a little bit of a a supernatural twist to it. Uh, This character, main character's wife was murdered by this band, this band... (laughs) This well, band, this band of dudes. That's oh, that's a phrase. Uh, a gang, if you will, <laughs> called Above Snakes, and he's kind of been out to get them so he can get his revenge. And this kind of just starts off the story. Okay, and you did say you really liked it. Yeah, Ooh, I really, really, yeah, I really, really like this first issue. But I do tend to enjoy. Uh, westerns Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's very much what this is and i do enjoy like i think revenge stories can be fun Mm -hmm. um i really like this team like sean lewis and hayden sherman did thumbs they did another book together that i can't remember but i did not read i think it's in the back of this i recognize them as a team but i can't remember if it was just because i know you read thumbs uh thumbs and then they did the few together nope i don't know that one um and then Sean Lewis also wrote Bliss, which you and I both read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just said oh, a bunch. So <laughs> I tend to tend to like most of the things he's written so far, and I'll I'll give it a chance. Like I don't think it'll let me down by any means. That's fair. And I mean, it was a if you loved it, so it was like a pretty solid first yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah. I just like the dynamic of what was happening and mm-hmm. like the way they told the story for sure. All right, I'll have to go back and read that. Uh, So next we have Barbaric. This is a little one-shot. It is the Harvest Blades. And I know you didn't really like the art. 
Uh, I didn't at first. Like, after I read it, that I kind of changed my mind on it, which is why right. I said, like, I was kind of okay. surprised at how much I liked it. Because <clears throat> when I flipped through it uh, before I read it, I think my main problem was I loved the art so much for, like, that first story arc. Mm-hmm. So since it is different, I felt like the story was going to be different, but it wasn't. It was yeah. just as good. Well, and I can see, like, what you're saying, too, if you're just flipping through it and mm-hmm. not really, like reading the story but I, yeah I really like the art I like the colors a lot um and I really like I love this I love the story like I, I loved this like particular like story and the dynamic that like the characters had in this yeah I love Owen and I love the talking axe his moral compass yeah. I just I I love them together I think they work really well yeah it was a really good story he's basically drawn out of his comfort zone to help a group of a band mm-hmm. of people yeah um, yeah <laughs> uh and this book is i feel like we should talk about who this is written by mm-hmm. um michael morkai right is mm-hmm. that okay uh robert wilson the fourth did the art right fourth yes yes and then addison duke did the colors um and michael morkai did the movie that's on shutter that uh, revealer movie. Um, there's a comic coming, there, or there was a comic out at the same time. I'm not sure because I feel like I know what you're talking about. Uh, Chris and I watched, like, put it on. I we watched, half watched it. It wasn't like terrible. It was just like one of those things we had put on, but we did not end up paying attention. And I'm pretty sure that that was him who did that. I feel like. I noticed that recently, and I was like, that seems like something I might enjoy. But then it said it was based off of the movie or something. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's, I was I, like, no. That's the same thing. I did the same exact thing because I was like, oh, this is based off a movie. I've never seen the movie. I don't necessarily want this comic. And then I like we were on Shutter and it popped up, and I was like, oh, there's that, there's yeah, that movie. Yeah. Uh, I should have gotten the comic, but that's, you know... Egg on my face on that one. But yeah, Barbaric is a... I'm going to talk while Heather looks this up. Yeah, sorry. Like, I need to do a little research right now. Uh, Barbaric is a really great series. I've always... Like, I've always... I've enjoyed it from the very first issue. I'm really excited that it's coming back for a second story arc. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. I do remember seeing that. It is Revealer. They are doing... It was in last month's previews, right? Or this one. I, I think it might have been in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have to add that now. Like, just, just because, you know? Because I, I love this... I like his writing a lot. I like yeah. the things that he creates. So I just... It would be fun. So yeah, if you have Shudder, check that out. Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah. Um... And back to Barbaric for a moment. Um, (laughs) I just rambled a little bit about uh, Barbaric. You can do it now. Well, I just realized it said this here. It says the first of many one-shots that further explored the world of Barbaric alongside the core story. So the core story starts next week. Mm -hmm. And then I guess, yeah, in between like each story arc, there's going to be another one-shot, which is really cool. I I like that. I love that. It's like like Conan, but like Mm -hmm. different and... I really like I really like this more than mm-hmm. Conan. It's more forgive me for my word choice. It's more endearing in a way. Like mm-hmm. I just I feel like it's also more relatable. I guess I don't know. I, I cuz I do I mean it's written more like in our time and yes. I just think the character no, I don't know what it is honestly. <laughs> I was going to say I think the character's more likable, but I think it's honestly like the relationship between him and his weapon yeah that kind of makes it more likable because and i feel like the people he meets too yeah they're all very interesting stories you know this one shot it was just it was a lot of fun and there was a little twist and there was some banging i say there's sex yeah you know i was into that (laughs) yeah all right i'm gonna i'm gonna move on um this is potions inc this is issue number two um, about a group of siblings who live in a magical world. Uh, when something is stolen from them, they are transported to the human world to locate it. Um, but the the main brother, who the story is kind of like following, he doesn't have any magic within his world, yes. but apparently in the human world, he does. Oh, shit. So, yeah, there's like a cute little twist. But while they're uh, kind of investigating, like... Tra- <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's not even what I meant to do, but it works. (laughs) 
while they are searching for this one missing artifact, um, they are also being kind of followed by this cop who's followed. Well, I don't, she's not necessarily a cop, I, I but, just oh, it's FBI. Yeah, yeah. Um, but her, you get a little bit of her backstory, which is like her father has like dementia and stuff, and he's been talking about this magical world for years and years and years. Okay. And it is mentioned in front of her, and she's like, no that can't be real my dad's been talking about that for years so it kind of seems like yeah they're gonna be teaming up together to do stuff because she's been having a lot of trouble with her dad with his dementia and stuff like that and now that she knows like he wasn't just Mm -hmm. losing his mind this was actually something that is real i think she's more keen to help them interesting it it was uh i did really it was a lot of fun um, I'm still very torn on whether or not I like the art so much. Like, I think it works for the story, but it's yeah. it's very yeah. different. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things about that book I, like, did not like. <clears throat> I feel like the art was, like, one of the main things. And then that's why I was like, eh, I'm not going to get another one. Yeah, and I did... I think that was one that I just added just because... It's not going to be very many issues, like, hopefully, but I did... I did have a lot of fun with this issue, so I'm, I'm glad that I did decide to at least stick to it because I was curious enough to see where the story was going. And mm-hmm. So it was it was worth it for me. All right. Okay, so I have quests aside. This is like a vault week. <laughs> uh, it is. Yeah. There's so many vault. I mean, I guess I have more vault books than you because I have three. Yeah. That's weird. You got a few of them. Yeah. Um. Quest aside number three, this is just a little story about a tavern that hosts adventures. Um, and Barrow, the main character, he owns the bar and the king has asked him to leave. And it's kind of him trying to figure out how he can keep the bar from the king, who is his old friend. Um, and his like workers are also like... I think it's Jordan, Ray, and I can't remember the other the lady's name, which is terrible. Um, lady. Mm. Zayana. Oh, I thought you were saying her name was just Lady. <laughs> no, Zuzanna. Uh, they're all kind of just like in it together. Um, but yeah, it's a really fun story. I really like it a lot. When I finished this issue, I was just like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. It has like that, like bit of heaviness to the story but it does like a good balance of it where you're not just like Thor Love and Thunder mm-hmm. where it's like you, you're using so much humor you like your story doesn't have any like actual like balance mm-hmm. but this does a great like balance of it and I'm really like intrigued by the characters and I'm very endeared by them as well they're really good characters good I was wondering about that uh I never did pick up that first issue to read it, but I've been wanting to because every time I do like the counts on Saturdays, I find myself like counting them and then like kind of flipping through. Yeah, it. I it think, just looks really good. Yeah, and I think you would really enjoy it. Um, it's by Brian Shermer. Is that? I don't know if that's Shermer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did that Fair Lady book. Okay. That one that was like that mystery like book with the woman. I it, I read it a long time the ago. Lady. I'll, I'll show you a picture. Okay. I, I was like, I, know, I recognize I the name, but... But yeah, I, like, he, I really like his writing. Um, Elena Gogu does the art, and Rebecca Nalti does the colors, and I think all of that stuff is, like, a really good balance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I really love this a lot. Good. Good, good, good. Okay, so next we have Norse Mythology. This is issue number six. This is the end. This is the very end. Ragnarok happens. Um... I don't really have a lot to say. I, I, I don't know. No, I'm, I mean, I literally don't either. It's just the end of the world. Yeah, so there's nothing good, nothing bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of gives you a little hope, but yeah. I did, the one thing that I did like was how the first few pages kind of goes into like, this is what happens to this god. This is what mm-hmm. happens to this one. I thought that was very cool because there's a lot of, Things that are casually mentioned in the previous issues um, that they do fully explain here. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, 
there was one page somewhere. I'm not going to look for it now, but there was a page that I saw that like made me laugh just because of the faces that they made. So it's just Ragnarok. It's just, you know, God's dying. (laughs) That that really is it. There's nothing much to it. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I enjoyed the series. Like I loved all the different art. Um, I enjoy learning a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, problems with Neil Gaiman aside, I do feel like it was very smart. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. That he did a really good job of actually breaking down the myths and, like, I feel like telling more of the important ones that they don't really focus on mm-hmm. when people talk about Norse mythology. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. All so right. I'm, I'm glad that I stuck through. I wish they wouldn't have done three different parts. Like, I get why they did it yeah. that way, but... They could have just done one whole series, but whatever. Yeah, neither here nor there. That's my complaints. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this is... I have not talked this long in a while. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, this is A Town Called Terror. This is issue number four. Um, this is about a monster kid man. A monster man who was living in the human world. Monster who escaped. He escaped his uh, monster family, and he gets dragged back because his dad uh, died. Spoiler, he didn't actually die. He was just trying to trap his kid back there. Um, But this issue goes into the disappearance of his mom. That happened, like, however long before that. And his dad, what he's trying to do is, like, trap him in the same fold in the universe that his mom is stuck in. Because he doesn't want to have to deal with him anymore, like, any of the problems he's caused any of the problems he's still causing um so yeah this is him just getting a curse placed on him and getting sucked into the upside down getting sucked yeah gross (laughs) um i do i think there it is going to be a weird ongoing i'm i'm not entirely sure i'll have to look into it but i was really thinking if it does ongoing i'm I'm going to get, like, the rest of this story arc and then probably drop it. Because while I do enjoy the story itself and the art is just absolutely incredible, I will say that every single time. I love it so much. I just... I It's kind of slow-paced mm-hmm. for the kind of monster story that I want. And I get why it's done that way. But, like, I just... I want, I want more from it and I want it faster. So those are... That's my review on A Town Called Terror. <laughs> Um, okay, so I have West of Sundown. This is issue number... I almost said one. Yeah, this I was going to say it's still number one. Yeah, this is issue number four. And this is about uh, Constance, who is a vampire, and Dooley, who is her, like... Little lover. Human servant. A familiar. Like, friend. friend. Mm-hmm. More so, yeah, familiar. It's like Nandor and Guillermo. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I was. Uh, they are on this mission to get to her dirt, her land, because they are being hunted by a Frankenstein-type monster and his like friend, his buddy. Uh, but they've been pulled into like another dimension. There's a lot going on in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice little, nice little western. Yeah, I was gonna add because I read that first issue and I like I understood the feeling of it, but I didn't know if it was like consistently going to be like that. Yeah, definitely consistently going to be like that. I've, I feel like I've reverted, like I told you earlier, reverted back to like middle school me. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading like westerns and vampire stories. Like I picked up around my grandparents' house, so like Louis L'Amour books and like an okay, yeah. interview with the vampire. Like I gotta find some books to read. This is what I got. Mm-hmm. I love that for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's weird. It's weird like looking back at that and just being like, oh, that's, that's strange what's going on right now. <laughs> Um, I, I like it, but I also don't know if I like it. Um, I hope it's only a limited series. I don't think I could read much more than, like, six issues, because there's not really anything going... There's stuff... Like, there's a lot of stuff going on, but mm-hmm. somehow there's nothing going on. Like, there's a cult involved. There's vampires. There's this Frankenstein monsters. And, and it's just, like... I get that you wanted to do, like, all these things in one thing, but it back up a little bit because after that first issue when they like introduced the frankenstein guy i was like 
Right. No. I remember that being kind of weird for me, too. But I feel like I remember seeing it was only going to be six issues. Yeah. But also, that doesn't mean anything because they on go so many yeah which series. isn't like a bad thing and i and i think if people like this like more power to them and i it's not like i said it's not that i dislike it it's just that i i'm reading it and i don't really care mm-hmm. like every time i pick up an issue it's like backtracking in my brain i'm like oh yeah this is what's going on and then like reading the issue and i finish it and i was like Ugh. so it's just a western yeah story. it's like not nothing like i'm gonna finish it because i want to finish it mm-hmm Okay. I don't like any of the characters, really. That's fair. Uh, so now we have New Masters. This is issue number five. Mm-hmm. We got one more after this, and then it will be done. Uh, I, I really liked this a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like this helped me fill in like what was going on that I was a little confused about. And yeah, I really, really like it. Yeah, the... Main character, the young girl, I can never remember her name. Oh. Oh. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to remember it. I know. Because I read it. Ola. Ola. She um, escapes from the clutches of the bad guys with information that they need. And she is taking refuge in a Switzerland, pretty much, who's, you know, can't be mm-hmm. fought against or for... Um, and she's trying to keep the information from the big bad. Big bad's daughter is like, no, give it to me first so he can't get it. So we don't know who's good or who's bad. Mm-hmm. We just know that they're all kind of not good. Yeah, no. Um, there's some bad people in this story. So it's usually the man, but. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, we'll see. it's yeah. definitely her dad. Yeah. Um, but no, I really enjoy this too. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, uh. Like the author's notes and the information and stuff that they have on in the back, I'm, I'm always very excited to read about that because it expands on like the universe that they have created. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one talks a lot about like the um, ships that okay. they that they use in it, and I just I just think it's very interesting. That's like a really cool aspect of it. Yeah, that is, this is like one of the few books where I have not like read the back matters. Mm-hmm. I'm usually like, there's too many books. I gotta go. It's. I mean, it's not necessary. Obviously, I just do it because I do like that part of it. Every yeah, time. I know. It seems like it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, if it were a video game, like those would be the random notes that you find like when wandering the world. Mm-hmm. It's very neat. Um. Okay. <laughs> I have Slumber. This is issue number five. I th- I feel like there's only going to be one more, but I am I'm not sure at this point. But the the main character she uh, is trying to find her enemy, pretty much her arch nemesis, and they kind of meet in this issue, and she discovers that there is more to their history than she thinks or thought there was, and it's a lot deeper than she had expected. Hmm. So it kind of like messes her up quite a bit. Um, I, I really do like this story, uh, and I, I know I've mentioned it before, but the art within the Dreamland is really cool. I like that a whole lot, um, but it's uh, with like a lot of the other stories that we have read. I don't know how feasible it is as an ongoing story, like mm-hmm. if it was just six issues and that would be perfect, because I feel like this is a really good like penultimate, I said that right, mm-hmm. right? Uh, issue like with the last one everything will be summed up the story will be done like it'll be good and if if they keep going i feel like that will really take the power away from the few issues that they have yeah so you get that it's a slumber number five <laughs> i do remember that one being a limited series though. yeah i do too but again you just never know <laughs> nowadays uh so next i have flavor girls this is issue number one um I, I I will say I this is definitely for like young adults. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. It's very much like Sailor Moon, like mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot, which is fine. Um, I really love the art. Uh, I love the colors. It was a lot of fun. It's only three issues, I'm pretty sure. When I looked it up on Diamond, it was only solicited for three. Doesn't mean anything right now. Uh, but each issue is seven ninety nine. Which so better only be three issues. Yeah, which it is like a thicker book, and I like I do like that, but it and it feels nice. But I just 
It's a lot. It's a lot, especially right now with like as I'm gonna get on a little a little rant for a second with as expensive as like everything else is in life right now. It's like really determining what. I can and cannot want. It's like, is this going to, like this will this would be something like I would send off, like I'd read and I'd send off to like a kid. So at the same time, it's like I want to get it because I want to be able to do that because mm-hmm. I like doing that. But also, I am unfortunately not actually Santa Claus, and I am not oh, somebody shit. somebody with like a disposable income. Like I would love to try to think I am. Uh, so it makes it. At this point, like, harder, especially with things being more expensive Mm -hmm. and not being able to afford a lot of stuff to make that decision. That is all I'll say. Sailor Moon. It's Sailor Moon, but just, like, different and cute, and I like it. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm poor. Yeah, I (laughs) have been struggling a lot with, like, taking into consideration how many comics I get every week, and... uh, Gotta stop. Yeah. Gotta cut back a little bit. This is just getting ridiculous. So this is Death <laughs> This is issue number three. This is just our main character is on a quest to kind of rescue um, a baby and a fair maiden that he banged in nice. a previous issue. Uh, but in this issue... Not the baby. Not the baby. God, the fair, no. The fair maiden. Yeah. Um, this so issue... the way you, you phrased that. That was my bad. The fair maiden he banged. Um, this issue kind of goes into the history of the world and how it was created and stuff. And I just, I thought it was very, Hmm. very interesting. Um, there's banging, of course, in it. That's a titty. Um, (laughs) yep. That that was a titty, (laughs) in fact. But I do actually really like this story. I think it's, um, it's a lot of fun for me. It's very interesting. I like, I, this one I think is my favorite just because of the whole history of the world that Mm -hmm. they did, because there were a lot of like metaphors that in any other situation would have been silly, but in like a super high fantasy story, like talking about, yeah, this is how magic was created. Like it was good. Yeah. All right. So I'm last and I have British paranormal society. This is issue number three. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about this folklore, little folklore book, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with kind of like a Stonehenge situation and the cult. Okay. Not the white power symbol. I just want everybody to know that we're just doing the okay symbol. Is that a thing? Yeah. I just wow, that was my bad. I didn't know. Yeah, no, it, I I always forget because we. You know, we grew up with the OK symbol, but it is yeah. also a sign, like a white power symbol. Yikes. All right. I will delete that from my vocabulary. Just the symbol, not the word OK. Oh. I'll just do it all just to be safe. <laughs> uh, so that's all we have this week. Uh, we're going to record another week really fast, and we'll see you on the flippity flip. Uh, support your local comic book shops. Take care of your friends. Support your local libraries. Take care of the LGBTQIA people in your life because shit is wild. Um, donate to your local abortion fund. Heather. Yes. To all, all of it. Just be a good person. Make good choices. That's all we can ask. Yeah. We love you. We love you.